name a word or set of words by which a person, animal, place, or thing is known, addressed, or referred to. Other words, your title, denomination, designation, or tag. Hey y'all, it's your girl KC and I'm back with another episode of Thriving with a Sprinkle of Depression. I hope you guys have enjoyed season three so far. Um, we're really, I'm really intentional about just diving deep into my spiritual journey and just growing and learning along with you guys because I am not the knower and the doer of all things spiritual. Um, I am still learning. I am still diving deep in research and just loving the journey. So I hope you guys are enjoying the journey as well. Um, so let's dive in. Um, I have been really didn't realize how much um, bondage I had been in before a lot of my now healing has happened and my freedom has come. Um, and in particular, I recently began to realize that a lot of my bondage of people stem from the names not claimed or called by God I've, I've attached to and believed. So like when I was young and in, in middle school and high school, um, I dealt with a lot of name calling. You know, it never was directly to my face, but it was close enough to me th so that I knew that they were speaking about me, but I didn't really say anything because I was a pretty shy girl in school. I didn't really speak up. When I did try to speak up, it was just to impress the group of friends that I was with. I was completely not myself. Um, but it just, it, it's, stayed with me for a longer period of time than I even realized it had. Um, I mean, into like early adulthood and even now, you know, the, you know, 30 year old or 29 year old Crystal um, was still carrying a lot of things from my past and things that boys, you know, and literally, literally boys, not men, but boys <laughs> would say to me or call me or, um, it just, it, it was definitely the beginning of my bondage of people and people's perception of me. I was really held in captivity of what people thought of me. That was really my driving force for a lot of things. Um, so I might've spoken about this before, but it was in middle school where I got my first dose of name calling. Um... And it was targeted towards me, of course. So this nickname, I guess, that these girls coined for me, I believe it started in middle school, was Man Girl. Um, and apparently it was because my voice was so deep. And I say that with, um, what are these? Not monkey ears, but quotations. Bunny ears? I think bunny ears. Um, I sounded, they believed that I sounded like, a man and I guess a girl 
Um, and it's so hilarious to me now because one of the main culprits <laughs> um, of the name calling had, and I believe still kind of has, um, if not the same level, at least a little deeper of a voice than I did. Um, but I digress. <laughs> so this is middle school, right? Hormones are raging. Most kids are making their mark on who they could snag and every chance they got. Um, and these are the girls, these girls who pretended to be my friend, but would still talk about me, you know, kind of sort of behind my back, but I would still hear them saying these things. Every chance they got in front of whoever, they would um, they would try to like sneakingly yell out man girl and then duck and hide and laugh all the while pretending to actually invite me in and be my friend and just real life mean girls, like for real. I never, ever, ever wanted to talk on the phone. And when I did... I tried to lighten up my voice, if that even makes any kind of sense. <laughs> uh, but I was determined. I wanted to have a squeaky sort of just what I thought was girly or girl appropriate kind of voice. Um, and I just, I, I, I'm realizing now that even in that young age, that small age, the devil was grooming me from then. He was grooming me to answer to and believe that I was unworthy, believe that I was unwanted, that I was ugly, that I was useless, that I was less than. And I didn't realize the seed began to be planted way back then. You don't realize that because, you know, no matter how many days I was in the church, no matter how much my mom and my dad and my sister, grandmothers, aunts, uncles prayed down for me, I was still living it. And what I thought it was is just, you know, I guess I kind of believe this is my hazing period. Let me try to make my way in and, and just roll with the punches. Maybe they want to help me, but they don't realize that it's being mean and nasty. And for so many years in my early adulthood, I was still holding on to those false narratives. And it has been a hard pill to swallow. And I, I just, I don't know, I think back on just every little interaction that I might have had with a guy, every interaction that I may have had with friends just platonic girlfriends or guy friends and how that one moment in time really cultivated a years of moments where I tried to change who I was. I adapted to a name that wasn't given to me. It wasn't given to me by God, so it, it wasn't mine to, to attach to. But I allowed the devil to use these girls... And then use me to say, yes, this is me. I'm not a royal priesthood. I'm not a queen. I'm not a daughter of a king. Like, I, I'm none of those things. 
and it was just it was it it was and it probably still is disheartening because I'm just like damn I was really that weak but I I know you know I'm it wasn't that I was weak it just was that was the devil's ploy. His ploy is literally to steal, kill, and destroy. I probably was one of the most happiest elementary going into middle school kids ever. You know, always smiling, always giddy, just, you know, happy. They, I think my mom and uh, my, well, no, they didn't call me cheesy because of that. But I think I adapted cheesy at one point to, of course, my skin color. Because I was very light, bright when I was younger. But also, like, people would say I'm always cheesing like you're so cheesy and it really was because I was just light-hearted and I was genuinely a happy kid like that was it and I attached all these names to me slowly but surely they're picking away at my happiness they're picking away at my joy or not even they're picking away because the joy and the happiness is under there but it's attaching itself to me and I, I can't even recognize who I am you know, when I was younger, my I remember my sister saying it so many times to me and my mom probably when I was in grade school. I don't remember what grade I was in, but they would say, what happened to you? You used to be such a happy kid or such a happy baby. And it used to piss me off when they said that because I'm like, I'm still happy, you know, and I'm yelling. <laughs> like, and I did not realize like it just was all the years of like, torment and the names that I was just like why why but it would attach to me and that's what I held on to that was that became my identity so I thought you see the 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 one thing that I've learned and that I am learning is just as much as God knows us the devil is working overtime to fight against him, to learn our ins and outs and learn what God can use for us and how he can shape us. He wants, he, the, the devil knew for me that, um, those insecurities would be able to stick to me because I'm so in my head. I am. And I reiterate every little thing, every moment, every word, every st- that's something that to this day, I still do. But because I know my who my heavenly father is, because I know the strength that comes from him, I can go to him and say, God, I need you to release these thoughts. God, I need you to revive my spirit. Remove this thought that's in me because it's taking control over what you have already placed in me. And I don't want it to. So, um, because the devil knows what to do to get us as far away from God as possible, he's going to do it. (laughs) He's going to find people who, you know, are not near to God. He's going to find people to use to get you over into the land of, you know, unbelief. Or the land of just self-mutilization. And he's so slick and he's so good at it sometimes. But if we don't know who our help comes from and where we can go to say, devil, you ain't winning today. You ain't winning tomorrow. You may think you got me, but you don't. That's the power that God has. Once we know, okay, devil, you tried it, but God is God is here. So God, I need you to remove this spirit 
and let the devil know that he can go back to where he came from because it ain't happening. No, sir, not today. <laughs> I So yeah, I am typically like, typically I am all in my head. And back then it was the start of, of course, people bondage. So the devil used that for his gain. And for over 20 years, 20 years, y'all, I am 30. But I can count back to the very start of where this happened or where I can remember where it began to be a shift. And not only, you know, me, but like my personality, my relationships with probably my mother, my sister, um, those shifts happened 20 years ago. And I've been held captive of the names that aren't mine, names that I shouldn't, I shouldn't and shouldn't have answered to. And over the last week or two, I've been reading and diving deep. I mean, diving deep <laughs> into this Bible plan um, in the Bible app. And it's called Greatly Love. I strongly recommend it. I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend it to you all. And it is a Bible plan by a woman named Hosanna Wong. She goes through her impact on not knowing how loved she was and, um, or how she, not knowing how loved she was versus now understanding that, you know, she's been loved. Like God has loved her since the very beginning. He's loving her now and he will love her forever. And that's what she's wanting us to understand. Like God has loved you from before the beginning. He going to continue to love you no matter what you do. That's the freedom right there. God is saying, I know you're not perfect. And I probably will continue to say this all throughout the season because perfection is where I have, I have worked on relinquishing that thought that perfection is needed, but it's not. God is not wanting us to be perfect. He's wanting us to come to him and let him be perfect. Let him be strong. Let our weakness send us to him so that he can be strong, so he can fight the good fight. And that's what Hosanna um, is saying in this uh, Bible plan. She's saying a lot in this Bible plan, but that's one of the things that she has said. And as followers of Christ, I believe our freedom comes from understanding that every day and everything we do won't be smooth or perfect. That's our freedom. Understanding that, well, the freedom is even though those things aren't perfect, God is perfect, right? Because the perfection is held in the hands of God. All that we do doesn't need to be perfect because he is perfecting those things for us. He's changing. He's shifting the narrative. He's shifting the atmosphere. So even when the days come and those names, the names that aren't ours are being yelled out, he has, he's let us know the truth. And we have a great resource, a great resource to help us understand why and how these names aren't true. And I want to go through <laughs> some of those resources because God really just, I mean, 
he's so good number one number two y'all we we gotta we gotta get into our words the more and more I dive deep into the word, the more and more I, I search and I yearn for answers, I notice that every single thing in my lifetime that I will go through, there is an answer for every little thing. In one book, <laughs> one great book, there is an answer. There's a source. And that's the word. That's the Bible. We have to die. We have to 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 understand that that this you know it's a, it's a worship song. I think it's just something that I've heard churches say. Like this is how I fight my battles. That Bible is how we should be fighting our battles. When we go in and we try to fight battles on our own, that's ego. But when you step aside, my supervisor says, you know, remove your foot off the gas pedal because God is driving. You in the passenger seat trying to put your foot on the gas pedal. No, that's not how it works. Because if you try to drive while God is driving, it's it's you're in and out of lanes. In and out of lanes. The one thing that we need to do is continue to go to our source, which is the Bible. It literally has the answers for everything. And some of those names, some of those names that we need to understand that God has called us, that we are the truth, that great resource reminds us that these names, the ones that are true and holy, are the only ones that matter. They're the only ones that matter. Galatians 3 and 26, he calls us his child. Ephesians 2 and 10, he calls us his masterpiece. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 4, he calls us chosen. John 15 and 15, he calls us his friend. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, he calls us brand new. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, he calls our body a temple and the residence of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 and 8, he calls us his messenger to the world. Romans 5 and 8, he calls us greatly loved. John 8 and 36, he calls us free indeed. (sighs) Y'all did that? (laughs) I mean, if you have not already started or pinned the uh, Bible plan, Greatly Loved by Hosanna Wong, please, I am just imploring you to go and read it because as she names those things, as she names those scriptures, it just, it, every, every line that she said, it freed me even more. He calls me his masterpiece, his masterpiece. That's a work of art. He calls me chosen. If don't nobody else on this planet choose me, I know that God has chosen me. I know that God has placed me here for a reason. I know that God has purposed me here for a reason. And it's so crazy because I've been talking to my dad about where I believe God has taken me and the play and the way that he's taken me there is is funny because my thought 
And my understanding beforehand was, well, God, I'm not like, that's not my background. I'm not really well versed in it. I'm, I don't have the education for it. I don't, you know, I'm not, this is, it's just not, I don't know anything. But God is continuously, continuously showing up and says, I, I chose you for this. I purposed you. Because I chose you, I have already purposed you to do this. The tools, they're already in you because I've given them to you. And as you go along and step, wait for me to give you the direction and, and just continue to walk in that likeness and understand that I am guiding you. I'm the pioneer of this ship then it won't be a question of when, where, and how, and why is she doing this. It would be a question of why hasn't she done this? Why didn't she do this sooner? Of course, it all had to come from my freedom and my surrender, and I'm, I'm grateful that I'm here now. But God literally said, I chose you for this. I purposed you for this. So walk in that. God is saying to you, whoever you are listening, he purposed you for this which is why you were chosen. Like, I mean, the messenger of the world, he's calling He's calling us that? He's calling us his child? I'm his friend? Really? I'm free. I am free indeed. Like, there's no other word against that. Like, I, I'm, I'm, God is letting us know you're free. No more bondage. Come to me and let me carry your burden. Take my yoke. I don't want you to have to carry this anymore. God is saying, release it. Release it. These are our truths because God said so. And it ain't no other man that can go against what God says. It ain't no other man that can turn away, turn around the words because he's already spoken it. He's already spoken it. And whatever it is, whatever it is, God will make it good. Whatever plan, whatever vision, whatever business plan, whatever anything. It may start out as one thing, but he's going to make it good. And that's how it's going to prosper. He is going to make it good. Mm. I want to pray with you all. Um, and I just, I, I really hope that whoever this is for, I just feel God is saying like, this is your freedom. You can be free to be all the things that I have called you to be. You can be free to be chosen. You can be free to be his friend. You can be free to be his masterpiece. You can be free to be free indeed. Like he's called you that. No gimmicks, (laughs) no payment, no anything. Freely, these names are yours because he said so. Let me pray for you. Father of the living God, I just come to you right now again saying thank you. Thank you for your presence, God. I feel you. I feel you in the midst, God. I pray that whoever 
is listening and whoever needed freedom today, Father God, I pray that they get that freedom. I pray that they understand that the names that the world gives them, the names that the world deems them, Father God, that they understand that those names are not the true names, Father, but the ones that you have given us because you are sovereign, because you are Lord, are the ones that we should answer to. God, I understand that day to day, the world will show us one thing. But Father, we know that when we are weak and when we are just so bogged down with the burden of life and the burden of the day to day struggles of just living, Father God, we understand that those names that you have given us, those scriptures in your word that are that that hold true to what you say, that's all that matters. Father God, so right now I pray that your son and your daughter, whoever they are that is listening right now, Father God, you have already given them the power to be free, to be free and surrender to your will, Father God. I pray that today freedom is felt. I pray that today peace is felt. I pray that today love is felt, Father God. We thank you already because we know that a new dawn is coming. We know that a new day is coming, Father God. And joy is on the horizon. Joy is on the other side of it. So God, we thank you right now. We say these things in your sweet son Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Until next time, you can find me on social media on Instagram at K-A-Y-C underscore underscore MSW and on Facebook, Crystal Curry, K R Y S T A L C U R R I E. Also, make sure you go rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple today.